Time. It started at the Big Bang and has been going on ever since. It interacts with things like gravity. Too much of gravity slows it down. And also with light. The closer you get to the speed of light, the slower time gets. So if time can interact with fields like gravitational field and the electromagnetic field, it must be made of something, right? Hello and welcome to the Alternate Truth. In this episode, we take a look at time. I am Chitresh. In ancient times, our ancestors measured time using cycles, repetition of natural events. The day began as the sun soared across the sky and ended as darkness sneaked in silently. For them, time was the difference between life and death. They had to hunt during a specific time of the day. They had to protect themselves from natural events such as thunderstorms, which occurred periodically over time. For them, time was an endlessly repeating cycle of events. Nature was our first ever clock. Our ancestors believed that time had no beginning and no end. It always existed. Aristotle defined time as a measurement of change. Although he made it very clear that time is not the same thing as change, as a change can occur faster or slower, but time is smooth and continuous. The time it takes for an event to complete is the same for all observers, no matter where they are in the universe. In the 17th century, scientists like Newton believed that time was a dimension. That is true if you think about it. We use time as a dimension in our everyday life. When giving a place to meet, we don't just give the address of the venue, but we also give the time when they should be there. Newton believed that time was absolute. It does not depend on the observer and keeps flowing regardless of whether there is a change or not. Absolute time always existed and that absolute time can only be calculated mathematically. He also said movements of the sun, moon and stars from which we measure our time is relative. He called it relative time. Then there were other scientists like Gottfried Leibniz who claimed that time is just a conceptual idea that helps us in our everyday life. Just like numbers. A number is not a real thing, it's just a convenience for our measurements. We tend to think of space and time as a package. You cannot give the coordinates but you also have to give the time for a particular event in space. But there are differences between space and time. What happens in one point in space can be completely independent of what happens at some other point. We can have an ice cube and a hot iron rod right next to it. There is no rule that stops space from being that way, whereas time is different. It has a rule. We know that time flows from determined past to now, present, to an unpredictable future. We can move through space in whatever way we want, but we are forever locked in the present with no access to the past or the future. From our everyday experience, we know that the past is different from the future. We can distinguish between the past and the future. In other words, we know the direction of flow of time. Time goes from the past which we have seen to the future which is open. We have memories of the past but we don't have memories of the future. But modern physics does not take into consideration the flow of time into their equations. 
the theory of relativity, quantum physics, and other fundamental theories cannot distinguish between the future and the past, with the exception of the second law of thermodynamics, which states that things become more disordered over time, which we see in our everyday life. For example, we see a glass fall down and then shatter into pieces. But we don't see pieces of glass gluing back together as we move forward in time. Events like this follow what is known as the arrow of time, which always moves forward from the past which is ordered to the future which is disordered. This is how we perceive time in our everyday life. Now that we know time is absolute and it moves at a fixed rate of 1 second per second regardless of the observer. But everything was about to change when in the year 1905, Einstein published his theory of special relativity. It said that the laws of physics are same for all non-accelerating observers and that the speed of light was a constant regardless of the motion of the observer. He joined space and time into four-dimensional fabric of space-time, three dimensions for space and one dimension for time. He also said that time was relative, meaning the time it takes for an event to complete might not be the same for everyone. The faster you move, the slower time gets. This is known as time dilation. If you travel at the speed of light, time would slow down and eventually come to a stop. Einstein spent the next 10 years trying to include acceleration into his theory. And in the year 1915, he published the general theory of relativity. In the general theory of relativity, he said that matter or energy curves the very fabric of space and time. The more massive an object is, the more it curves. That is how we feel gravity. According to Newton, gravity pulls you towards the center of the earth. But according to Einstein, space curves and pushes you to the center of the earth. What does gravity have to do with time? Well, everything. The more the gravitational pull, the faster an object accelerates and the faster an object accelerates, the slower time gets for that object. That is why time slows down near a black hole. Now that we made our journey from Newton's universally ticking clock to Einstein's relative clock, we can get back to the question that we asked in the beginning. Is time made of something? Or another way to ask would be, does time have a particle? The short answer is, no one knows. Whatever we have discussed up until now is generally accepted and experimentally proven theories. But whatever comes next is still in the process of development. The main obstacle for physicists is that they don't have the theory of everything. A theory that would unify quantum mechanics, which governs the things at the micro scale, to the theory of relativity, which governs the things at the macro scale. One of the main ideas of quantum mechanics is that certain properties of the universe are quantized. That is, they are composed of discrete, indivisible packets or quanta. For example, light is composed of quanta or particles of light called photons. So if we are to find the theory of everything, we have to ask, is time quantized? Quantum mechanics says no, which is backed up by experiments that confirm that time is smooth and continuous like an analog clock. But those measurements were done at the scale of 10 to the power minus 15 seconds. If the time actually is quantized, it is likely to be at the level of Planck time, which is about 10 to the power minus 43 seconds, the smallest possible length of time according to theoretical physics. But it is almost impossible to do experiments at that time scale. 
Time is still a puzzle for many physicists who are working to find the theory of everything. Although there is a field called quantum gravity that suggests that time is indeed quantized and the smallest unit of time is called a chronon. But it is not clear how long a chronon should be. While some physicists are trying to understand the concept of time and incorporate it into the theory of everything, others are dismissing the concept of time itself. Carlo Rovelli, a leading physicist of the theory loop quantum gravity, thinks that time is not real. It is just how our brain perceives time that gives us a sense of flow of time. Let's get back to the second law of thermodynamics, which says disorder increases over time. Let's say you have a box which contains 10 balls labeled from 1 to 10. If the balls appear in the ascending order, you would say that it is ordered. You give the definition of order in this situation. Now let's say a blind man comes along. He cannot see the numbers on the ball, so for him there won't be any order. However, he can differentiate between the size of the balls, so for him the order would be when all the big balls are on one side and the small balls on the other. There is no difference between the past and the future at the microscopic level. It's only at the macroscopic level that we feel the passage of time. So the question is, why was the universe more ordered in the beginning? And more specifically, why was it ordered in a way that we can say that it was ordered? This question is still a matter of hot debate in modern physics. Carlo Rovelli has a perspectival view of time. He says that entropy allows the existence of the memories of the past. Our brains evolved in such a way that we use our memories of the past to anticipate what will happen in the future. That is why the future is more confused as we don't have the memories of the future. In other words, we are the passage of time. That is how we feel the flow of time. He thinks time has to be studied by examining our brains rather than trying to explain it with physics. In the words of Carlo Rovelli, because everything that begins must end. What causes us to suffer is not the past or the future. It is here, now, in our memory, in our expectations. We long for timelessness. We endure the passage of time. We suffer time. Time is suffering. Time is still a mystery and perhaps the greatest mystery of modern science. Whatever time is, once lost, we can never get it back. It is like a flowing river on which we ride and live our lives. We are born and one day we will die, but the river of time will always keep flowing. It stops for no one. It is our job to make this journey through the river of time a memorable one. If you liked this episode, then please hit the follow button. It won't cost you anything, but will help this podcast to grow and reach other listeners.